welcome to the Elephant in the Pew podcast, where we engage in the topics everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to discuss, from two undisclosed locations somewhere in the Midwest. Here are your hosts, Stephen Witten and Ryan Ramsey. Why have rules on the books if we're not going to enforce them or ignore them completely? So that's... But they surely might be an amazing testimony of how God works in a person's life and transforms them. Welcome to The Elephant in the Pew Season 2, the show that brings you our opinions that help engage the topics everyone wants to talk about but nobody wants to discuss. I'm Stephen Witten. And I'm Ryan Ramsey, and this show is brought to you by ElephantPew.com, your one-stop shop for everything Elephant in the Pew. Go there to not only find news about Elephant in the Pew, but also Stephen and I's own personal blog. You can find all sorts of links to the content discussed and anything else that you might need from Elephant in the Pew. Check it out, ElephantInThePew.com. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day, night, evening, morning, or whenever you decided to listen to us. We're so thankful that you decided to. Today, we're going to be talking about the the age-old question, how good is good enough? How good is good enough? Isn't that a song? I think so. I think it could be, yeah. (laughs) I I think it should be. It should be if it's not. Ryan, get to that because you're the, out of the two of us, you're (laughs) the one that knows how to play the music. Good, good enough. It sounds like a like a great uh, Prince song from the eighties. Good enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and today we're specifically we're talking about um, how, good how good is good, good, is enough. good enough. That's what we're talking when, about. Yeah. Um, pertaining to uh, volunteers, right? Volunteers and preachers. I, w- I would let's lump let's lump the preachers oh. in there. Well, but that's a little bit different. How, how's that different? Because there's like a biblical call for preachers. Because a preacher would be considered an elder. Wouldn't you call a preacher an elder? Yeah, okay. And the Bible actually talks about elders, uses that verbiage. Whereas it doesn't really talk about people who are, you know. Who have a heart to, to help in the church, but not to not to be. Yeah, we're talking about. Separated uh, by the call. Okay. On a Sunday I, morning, we're talking about like greeters, uh, maybe people who would help teach a Sunday school class. Um you know, not people who are responsible for like shepherding a flock. You know, fair what I mean? enough. Fair enough. I, so let's just head that direction for now because I think I that think other one is standards. a different topic, right? Yeah, and I think we could definitely it'd just be too easy just to blow it up. So, um, I, and I, I'm asking this question just because I, I was wondering. You know, the, the best questions that come from our show are, um, I think, the ones that we're personally kind of wrestling with. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, I, that's kind of mine. Like. And this is this is the heart of the question, not because I want to create some sort of like a a standard for people to have to follow or something like that, some sort of rule. Because if anybody knows me, I'm not the greatest with rules, anyways. But um, I no. am. One, <laughs> I just wonder because um, there's those people who um, you know are works in progress, like all of us, and they surely may. Um, be giant screw-ups that embarrass your entire ministry because they're involved. <laughs> but they surely might be an amazing testimony of how God works in a person's life and transforms them, you know? So you have two options. Either they you let them in your ministry, 
and um, they fall, and it's bad, and it, everybody knows about it, and it's a big embarrassment. Um, or you don't let them in your ministry, and God really works in their life, and then they go get involved in another ministry somewhere else, and it's this huge story about you know redemption and change and all this. And so I feel like it's almost a lose lose, like it's a gamble either way, you know. Right, um, and you know we're not we as Christians aren't supposed to uh, necessarily gamble. We're supposed to be good stewards, <laughs> right? Oh, nice. We're in well, well played there. <laughs> right. So, right. So, um, and I understand where you're coming from. You know, being a um, a youth uh, leader in my day. Uh, you know, back in my day. Back in the uh, day. I, I had I just. I sh- yeah, when I was a young man, I was. Um, I struggled with this as well. I mean, who who do you let do um, volunteer work? I mean, now when it comes to um, children, especially under the age of eighteen, you have you have a certain legal standard that you have yeah, to yeah, meet, yeah. obviously. But but it, we're not talking about that necessarily. I mean, uh-uh. this is somebody who has who passes all of the legal standards, but like right. that that might may or may not do some questionable um and not even questionable just like for let me give you a for instance okay yeah yeah so for instance um let's say um in your church alcohol is allowed for parishioners they can drink it they can serve it um so let's say you have someone who is a bartender would they be allowed to serve in your ministry and i think most christians who have been christians for a time will Kind of cringe when they're like, "Ooh, wait, ooh," you know what I mean? Like, "Ooh, why, mm. why are they bartending? That's not good," you know. But they're not doing anything illegal, you know. Would you right. th- would you feel the same way about the college kids who go to your church who serve at restaurants because they serve alcohol, you know? Yeah, that's a good so, question. The same thing. So, what about someone who, um, maybe sells cigarettes behind a gas counter? Is that the same? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, are we that's creating? A, that's are a we good creating point. Some, I I think it it, it definitely matters what denomination you come from, right? You right be, because um, the my current church we're non denominational and um, we hold fast to the, the the you know the Bible and the fact that it says do not um, do not get drunk, you know, do not right. have this drunkenness about you, but the but. We have no problem with alcohol for any and all people, and that that includes the ministers as well. Like they're not held to a higher standard um, when it comes to alcohol either. So, in that instance, in the in the uh, situation that you have brought forth, this you know somebody who wants to volunteer but they're a bartender, um, right. that would uh, not uh, be a problem necessarily for. Uh, I mean, the only problem it would be would be for that person's uh, ability to help out because most events happen on the weekend and most bartenders make their money on the weekends. So he might not be a very good bartender um, <laughs> if he's able to work. Um, yeah. But, you know, you know, because he's – but that – I mean, that, j- joking aside, there's – in the church that I attend currently, I, there that wouldn't be a problem. Um, hmm. You don't think uh, so? No, I honestly I don't think it would be a problem. Um, okay. I mean, I would hope the, that it would. I mean, I I hope that it's not a problem, but but at the same time, as a guy who leads ministry, it made me it makes me think twice, you know. So I'm thinking, right? 
this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from. Obviously, my my background, my my personal background, um, comes from the Nazarene Church, which still to this day uh, doesn't allow alcohol for. Uh, it's on the on the rules anyway. In the rules that alcohol is not. Um, to be consumed by any member of the Church of the Nazarene. Right. Um, so that, that to me, I mean, if I were attending a Nazarene church, that would be an, a no-go, because it also says in the rules that not only is it consumption not allowed, but the sale and... Um, Ah, uh, so they've uh, obviously run into this before. Right, yeah. I mean, that the the furthering the production of alcohol mm-hmm. um and or the the sale like production and or sale of alcohol is um deemed against uh not I don't want to say against the rules but it is I mean it gets on their rule book saying that they're not allowed to. Yeah. So that's kind of rules. where yeah. So if you're selling it and this for the Nazarene church last time I looked at the rule books now granted I I don't know if they have I'm looking at the 2009 um, yeah. rule book. I don't know if it's changed. It changes usually tweaks every four years. Yeah. Um, but as of 2009, um, that was it was the same for alcohol and tobacco. So they do you think, do you think they enforce that often on their people who serve in restaurants? You know what I mean? Like that's a good question. I I don't know. Um, I would say that um, as a form of uh, uh, it would be difficult as a pastor to be the one that like has a hard stance on on that that yeah. rule specifically because of that because of that whole you know well he, I I just wait you know like I'm a waiter so yeah. I can't not give the customer what he wants so I. Yeah, what about bartenders? They just bartend. They're, they yeah. can't not give the customer what they want. And that's and that's the question that we I would have to ask. I mean, from what I understand, I still have friends who attend Nazarene churches, and I I think they I know they when I was a, a member of the church, um, it was not enforced. It was right. not enforced at all that by any pastor that I ever came in contact with. May may say for one, and he as far as I know, no longer preaches in the Nazarene church. Um, so I don't know exactly. That was um, this whole issue of rules on the books but not enforced is kind of the reason why I um, left the Nazarene church. Was mm. not. <clears throat> it wasn't because I don't agree with drinking. That's quite the opposite. I felt like if you're going to have rules, why have rules on the books if we're not going to enforce them or mm. ignore them completely? So that's... So that's one one reason why I left the church, and to begin with, is is I would have rather them like just abolish the rule altogether and yeah. not and not even worry about that debate or have that on the books because they can be used against you. Um, yeah. Because as they're showing partiality, like, yeah. well, you didn't mind when Steve served alcohol, and then you're like, well. He's just a server at a restaurant. He just serves the food, and you know people order alcohol. You're a bartender. Well, he's still serving alcohol. Well, <laughs> yeah. technically he is, but it's different. Well, yeah, you, show, you know it's you're it's trouble. You know, yeah. I mean? And so that's kind of what that's what one of my problems with having a rule like that in place in general yeah. is that we 
we do end up in that conundrum of showing favoritism because yeah. um especially when it comes to tobacco i mean tobacco versus alcohol right right um the culture uh looks down on people who smoke i right. mean we we you see it everywhere there's there's campaigns um on there's no ads or commercials on regular tv uh, that are promoting the smoking of cigarettes and all of the ads are promoting the destruction of cigarettes you know like it may cause cancer you know say just say no type mentality but yeah. then they're then the commercial right after that is a commercial for bud light or a commercial for um bacardi rum you know stuff like right. that and so um Culture has this negative connotation towards smoking, but has no negative connotation towards drinking. Which um, excessive smoking has definitely killed people, right? But right. excessive drinking is the cause of, well, mm. not the cause, one of the... One of the many causes of deaths of a year. domestic violence, uh, you know what I mean? All these yeah. different things. And so... Right there, culture has a double standard for mm -hmm. uh, a substance that is harmful to your body. Both substances are harmful or could be harmful to your body um, yep. if if um, taken in, in excess. Right. Um, but everybody's always having so much fun when they're drinking, Stephen. That's what the commercials <laughs> say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look at that. But and and so that's the thing is you have that conundrum of having these rules on these on the books or in a in a pamphlet and um then you it gives way to it's that slippery slope of partiality you know mm -hmm. well, i'm i'm well i'm going to let it slide this time because it was only this right. well then then you have that question is well what it what what's allowed and what's not allowed and mm -hmm. then you then it can be easily shifted over to that sin issue of, well, which sins are allowed and which sins are not allowed. Yeah, why are some sins worse than other sins? What's going on? Right. And then you've just, now you've just down, gone down this slippery slope and you're trying to ski and it's, there's too many trees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, it's like that game. Remember that game Ski Free that used to be on the old computers? Oh yeah, and yes. you like w you would uh, have that eventually have the abominable snowman come after you. Yeah, so it's I like mean, that. yeah, and it just is never ending because I mean that, and that's one of those things where like when you start thinking about it, like, wow. Well, then, then that leads to the question is, well, I guess nobody's good enough to be a volunteer in church. Exactly, and then you say, well, then how good is good enough? If yeah. if that's not good enough, then. Nobody's good enough. You're not good enough. And that's true, you know, because yeah. like just because I don't sell liquor doesn't mean that I don't, you know, do things that God doesn't tell me not doesn't tell me not to like, you know, judge people or. Um, oh, know, yeah. Lust or, um, you know, any of those things, any of those sins that are nobody sees, you know, like that's being human, you know, it's part of being a sinful human. And so. So what are we to do as people in ministry, leading ministry, organizing ministry, when we have volunteer call out and we have people show up? <laughs> and right. When, and we're surprised that they're sinful people. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, man, that person's sinful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say when you say it like that, then you have to like then you have to ask the, the, the person who's saying that, uh, have you looked in a mirror lately? Right. 
me because these right. are sinful people, but so are you. Your sin is just different than theirs. Right. That makes it hard. Why does everything got to yeah. be so hard, Stephen? <laughs> That's a well, um, because we're humans and we don't, <laughs> we don't, we don't know how to make things hard. easy. Uh, yeah. So, um, so that's what I want to talk about today is, um, how good is good enough? And I want your opinion, Stephen, uh, on okay. that. Um, how good is good enough? And if you have to put yourself into a, um, a for instance, to help yourself do that, that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to give you my opinion. I, I mean, I'm very... You know me well enough to know that I'm a very opinionated person, so... Um, uh, maybe a little bit. I wouldn't go very opinionated, I mean. Oh, right. Just <laughs> slightly opinionated, right? Just buttering you up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so, what would you, so people listening today who might be struggling with the same thing going on, like, man, I have all these ministry needs, and I have volunteers who actually came and signed up, but... You know, one guy works at a bar on Saturday nights, and the other guy, you know, is a, the other guy's a server, and he has to serve alcohol. And I got somebody who sells cigarettes, and you know, like, you know, what do you do? Like, I've even known a Christian once who worked um, in sales for um, what is it called? I forget what it's called. The people who sell like Bud Light and a bunch of beverages. It's called like, I forget what it's called. Anyways. Oh, the the. Anheuser Busch company, yeah. Or? Except it's called something else. Like it's some it's some generic name, so it doesn't sound like hey, we just sell alcohol. But um, oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah. they were in sales. It was literally their job to go around and convince people to buy beer. You know, but they're Christians. Uh, so, so, what do you do? You know. So, what would you do in that situation? Um. Well, I mean, what like in, like with anything, and and um, in my experience, what I have done with people who have wanted to um volunteers i I try to get to know the person themselves right um because what makes a person a person i don't necessarily think that someone's job makes them who they are um it's just a job that they have to provide for their family um so i mean and vice versa i mean sometimes a job is exactly who the person is and you can tell that but um I get to know the person in my opinion so like um if i had a volunteer who wanted or a person who wanted to volunteer for well since we're both in youth ministry or we've been in youth ministry before mm-hmm. we'll go that route so somebody wants to be in youth ministry and they sell alcohol um and they're a salesman that goes around and you know uh, try, uh, tries to get people to buy, like stores to buy the the alcohol so that they can sell it to the consumer. Mm. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I won't even I won't ask them what they do um, right off the bat. I don't know about you, but I don't. I that's not some something I do. I usually see if I try to figure out and discern their heart and why they're wanting to help out, mm. um, and then. Once I once they pass that test, I hate to say that, but like once they pass, um, once I certain, judge them efficiently, yeah. Once they've uh, got the A or the B, in some cases a C. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, um, but you know I try to figure out why they're doing it. If they're doing it because they they feel guilty, um, because they heard a pastor say something like we need to volunteer more or some, you know <laughs> stuff like that, then I I kind of try to want to. I want to check their heart too, you know, like, hey, 
you know, don't ever volunteer um, because you feel like you have to. Uh, volunteer because you want to. Some and then, don't take volunteers who do it out of guilt. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> that's, Come on. That's all been there. <laughs> we we all need help. I I get that. Uh, we all need volunteers, and but but that's the thing is like one day feeling like you have to is different than feeling like you have to at the whole time. You know, mm-hmm. like I've been in places where I feel like I'm the only one that can do um, what has to be done, so I do it, and I end up doing it begrudgingly, and it uh, it ends up being less than what it could be. So that's why I always try to say, tell people like when they volunteer, don't volunteer f- because you feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. I want I want to have um, I want to have somebody who's volunteering um, willingly, willingly volunteering to uh, because they want to, not because they feel like they have to. So, but once they get past that, um, then I start getting to know them as a person. I don't just say, hey, yeah, all right, let's. I want you here, you know, like. Yeah, tonight, like you volunteered this morning, I want you to be at youth group tonight. <laughs> no, like I wouldn't do that, but I would, you know, get to know them. I mean, this is how I was vetted. So, you know, uh, like I wasn't just like thrown in the middle of a um, youth group and said, all right, you're a volunteer now. It was um, over a course of a couple weeks getting to know um, the pastor and getting to know uh where both of us stood on certain issues because if you don't agree on something fundamental it's going to be difficult especially right. to to teach kids um and then after a few weeks then you get to once you get to know people the best way to get to know people is to have them talk about their lives well when they talk about their lives they undoubtedly talk about their job right and um that's when you start to realize that they are where they work and um for me personally, I would have never held somebody to a different. In fact, I had a volunteer who was a bartender um, at uh, that at a said Nazarene church. Huh. Um, now, uh, he he I wouldn't say he was uh, he wasn't there every week by right. any means, but he was there um, to hang out every now and then, um, mm. and so. It was is interesting to say the least uh, to 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 hear someone question that. I mean, I've never uh, bartending and waiting like waitressing or uh, waitering is that it or waiting? I don't know. Uh, the, serving the yes serving. Okay, we'll do serving <laughs> the uh, um, those never. I don't feel like they ever get looked down on. It's um, I mean. In my in my life, I've never heard anybody go, "Oh, you're a bartender and you're you're volunteering." You know, like I've never heard that. Uh, of course, I've never really it's never really come up in conversation. So yeah. that's a different thing, I guess. Um, yeah, I've I've heard it, especially in churches and uh, more traditional churches. Um, yeah, right. where I, I definitely have to look down on alcohol as you right. know, always a bad thing. You know, no matter yeah. what. I can honestly say I've never been in a really super traditional church or traditional setting. Obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm only 28, um, and I've been a board member, and I've been um, a youth leader. So 
that tells you a little bit, like, most of the churches, I mean, when I was a youth leader, I was super young, so most of the churches were either desperate um, to have me to do something because they didn't have anybody else doing it, or they were just uh, radically different in the sense that they were allowing young kids to run amok in the church. Um, were you running amok, Stephen? I could have been, probably. You are running amok. I yeah, running amok. Is, but you I don't know either. It's a phrase that I heard. Uh, I, I just assume it's running crazy, you know, messing <laughs> things up and um, flipping flipping the, the script, so to speak. So I guess, to, in my opinion, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, don't bring your goods. Like, if you're a bartender, don't bring the drinks to the youth group, obviously. So um, is the guy who sells alcohol a uh, approved to wear his Anheuser-Busch shirt to youth group on Tuesday nights or I don't know is the the uh the attender who comes to the the 4th of the July cookout with a um a uh Jimmy Johnson shirt that has all of the sponsors <laughs> that have Budweiser and stuff are they allowed to come to church you said attender not volunteer well We're I know about volunteers here I don't know. I mean, like, are you allowed to wear your uh, favorite football teams uh, as a volunteer or a pastor? Are you allowed to wear um, a uh, uh, an Indianapolis Colt hat? Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with a um, 16-year-old loving the Indianapolis Colts. But there yep. would be a serious well, problem the Indianapolis with Colts are uh, Anheuser Busch, right? Well, the, the Indianapolis Colts are sponsored um, in part by an Anheuser Busch company. Yeah. But they're sponsored by them. They are not the they're thing. Pro- I mean, but they're, they're also prop- sponsored by like McDonald's and things yeah. like that. I know, but they're uh, the Indianapolis Colts in this instance is propagating that use and that uh, consumption of that alcohol or food in McDonald's case. Um, it's not like most of the time the the bartender, so to speak, if we're keeping with the bartender, he's not going to be. Um, advertising for um, someone to get a specific drink while he's outside of his workplace. Right. So, we're, uh, like, I'm specifically talking about, like, the guy who sells it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you're, you're talking about, like, the salesman at, like, Anheuser-Busch yeah, or like, whatever. he gets off work and comes, and he's got his Anheuser-Busch shirt on. Is that okay? You know? I say, that, uh, I'll stop playing devil's advocate here. I'll just <laughs> kind of show my cards. Like, I would say... No, like I, I, that would have to be an honest conversation where I'd say, hey, I realize what you do, and um, I think it's, you, and everybody's got to provide for their families. It's not what I would do, but, um, you know, that's what you got to do to make ends meet and do it. Um, but I would not, I'd be like, hey, but you can't wear that. You can't wear anything promoting that material or that stuff because for the fact that it is, um, it is, uh, would not be okay for, the students to be a big fan of, you know, because they're not even allowed to drink it. And if they are, then there's a problem. So that's kind of the difference for me is um, they're not allowed to. It, it is legal, but not for everybody. So Right. Okay. You know what I mean? I, and, and I get that point. I also, I mean, I also think it would, it does definitely depends. I mean, because you're, you're in a Wesleyan church, right? Yeah. If I, I want to make sure that I'm not speaking for you, but <clears throat> I, w- I went to Wesleyan college and alcohol was, when I was attending the college, alcohol was strictly off limits for 
all members of the Wesleyan Church. I don't know if it right. is currently. It's changed now. You can um, uh, a regular attender can um, partake, but pastors cannot. So okay. Um, so okay. a volunteer is more than legal to have his share of alcoholic beverages. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it would I, I would be think okay most for them to drink, a volunteer to drink, but not but okay. It, and this is my argument. I'm, d- I'm just going to argue with you a little bit here. That's on fine. The, um, we do the show. Yeah. The the idea of, you know, he's coming from work <coughs> to to volunteer in your at youth group, and he's wearing a polo probably, a polo with the Anheuser-Busch logo on it. Um. I I don't I wouldn't see anything wrong with it. It's not like that logo's not saying go drink beer or, you know, um, go drink beer. Whatever the I I don't what are, what is the logo for um Bud Light or what I don't Bud know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't the, whatever the logo is, you know, like the um I, I don't know. I just I don't feel like that's advertising. I mean, I wear my when I'm when I'm at work, I wear polos that say Heartland Growers on it, right? Right. Um, so you're a walking billboard billboard for Heartland Growers when you leave work. Yeah, and but I'm not expect. I don't feel like I should be expected to change my clothes before I go and volunteer. I sell flowers. Yeah, but a 16 year old can go and buy and consume flowers legally. <laughs> I don't know why he'd consume them, but he can buy them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah, I understand. It's kind of a uh, weird thing, isn't it? And so in the top, I mean, we've just talked to hit on one of the topics of this, but like, um, yeah, we're, when you're we're when you're talking about how talking good about is good alcohol. enough, you know, like, what about like like swearing? Like, let's say you got a volunteer who like cusses like the Dickens. Well, I mean, obviously, um, we would. There's scriptural reference to uh, um, crude language, so. Right. Uh, that would be a that would be a discussion that you would have to have, um, because biblically speaking, um, we we are not to have crude talk, um, and if we're teaching our kids to not have crude language, uh, it's probably not a good idea to be speaking crude language in in and around them. Okay. Uh, but the Bible doesn't say anything about not selling alcohol. True, doesn't you're right. That's a good point. Um, and what other behaviors? I mean, is there things that like no. the church looks down on, but isn't necessarily sin um, that might disqualify somebody or people would question? You know, can you think of anything else? Well, no? I mean, just smoking. But we like we discussed that. I think the culture in general is looking down on and obviously there's nothing in the bible that says anything about smoking cigarettes uh-uh. but but it, it is harmful to your to one's body right um and so is excessive drinking so i mean <laughs> we can look at it that way well technically drinking at all it is because it's poison so yeah although um i mean studies show that you know four ounces of wine a night helps with your heart uh who knows so I mean, like that's the thing. Smoking used to be good for your health too, until they realized that there was a link to cancer. Uh-huh. Um, Just don't know who to trust. It's all a conspiracy. Yeah, you know, like twelve years ago, eggs were bad for you, and now they're good for you again. Now they're good so for you. Hey. I don't. 
it's hard to it's hard to keep these things in check. I'm trying yeah. to think of other things that the church looks down on. It's got to be the alcohol thing is the worst because of prohibition and all that. I think that's yeah. why it's it's, it's, the thing it's that such a big people deal get all now. Upset about when it's you know what I mean? Yeah, when but really I, it's I'm, not right. Well, I'm trying to think of something that we like the church culturally has uh, decided to go against that the Bible hasn't um, specifically stated. Slavery. S- slavery. <laughs> Back in the, you know, but that's just... <laughs> I think that's a good one that we went against. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. You're right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was just being a jerk, you know, I am. Well, but you know what I mean, though. I'm, that's why I'm trying in today's context what... Um, Oh, here's one. We can do this. It doesn't say specifically about movies. Um, and for the longest oh, yeah. time, um, people who uh, went to the movies were looked down on. Um, That's right. You, pretty much in the you know the 60s, 70s, and 80s especially. Um, even bled into the 90s a little bit too. Um, the question then, it was, uh, transplanting this, this conversation of like, you know, selling alcohol... Um, and volunteering would be the equivalent of someone working at a movie theater, right? Right. Uh, would would we have allowed, let's put it 20 years ago, um, someone who worked at a movie theater, would we have allowed them to volunteer mm. in the youth group? Hmm. Yep. Demon I mean, because obvious, film. Obvi- film, right. Obviously, um, the the person selling the tickets or selling the concessions at this movie theater or even cleaning up a movie theater after a theater has gone out or hitting what I don't even know. I never worked at a movie theater, so I don't know exactly what all entails. um, But uh, was them working there propagating or uh, – advertising for that that movie company it's true and see this is the conundrum that you get into when you when you when you start taking it away from uh um the alcohol situation right because i i feel like because of that because of the prohibition mentality and everything like that that we have we're focused so much on alcohol yeah. And it's um the negatives, if you will, and I put that in air quotes that uh invisible air quotes. Yeah. Um that that we've lost sight of like what's what's true like what truly matters. Like right. I, I in my I say I, I would say that in my opinion. I don't think um, that someone who is a bartender or who sells alcohol as the salesman for Anheuser Busch or any other of the others, um, mm-hmm. that I don't think that that's the real. That should never be a reason why one person is not allowed to uh, to volunteer. Um, mm-hmm. I think the main issues, you know, like the heart issue and the real reason that someone is. Um, wanting to volunteer is the reason why is is where we should be focused on not allowing someone to volunteer. Well, um, there are the bells. We are out of time. 
You know what that means. It's time for each of our closing thoughts. Stephen, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'm, I always go first, so sure, I'll, like, well, yeah. I'll go first. Um, when it comes to how good is good enough, I think the question can be answered is, as humans, there is no such thing as good enough. Um, when it comes to volunteering or serving in Christ's kingdom, I think uh, we have to allow Jesus to be um, living in us and through us to make it even um, possible for us to um, do his work. And Mm -hmm. honestly, as as a volunteer, I, I myself a volunteer, I would hope that um, my career or my job that I have chosen to do would never be looked down on to the point where um, I wouldn't be allowed to uh, serve my church and my God in the capacity that I'm, abil- uh, I'm able to. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking from through the lens of my church now is I don't believe... Um, that there's anything save for certain um, jobs or careers that are specifically talked about in the Bible. Uh, I don't think there's anything out there that would deter or um, deter disqualify, disqualify people from um, volunteering. Um, again, those those topics or those those careers. Um, such as uh, you know prostitution and and uh, right. um, sexually immoral jobs, I would say that's probably they need to be in church, but they don't need to be they do not they don't need to be teaching. That's probably a, a good idea. Um, we we hit heavy tonight on uh, alcohol, and I wanted I want to be quite clear that. Um, I personally don't advocate uh, drinking in excess, but I have no problem with alcohol consumption as long as it's responsible and you're not prone to drunkenness. That, that's, I mean, that's a biblical stance, I believe. So that's um, my personal belief. Um, and uh, so when it comes to volunteering, I don't think we have the right to decide who's good enough and who's not good enough. I do mm-hmm. believe we have the responsibility to protect those who um, we are serving. So in, in your instance, Ryan, the, mm-hmm. the, the youth, you have the responsibility to protect them, um, not only physically, but also spiritually. So mm-hmm. knowing who your volunteers are um, on a spiritual level, as well as a emotional, mental, and physical level is always good. Um, knowing where they stand stability wise um, right. but I think uh, I don't think we have the the wherewithal to judge whether or not someone is uh, good enough to volunteer um, without proper biblical standards um, that's just me okay. But that's gotcha. those are my closing thoughts. Y'all, you can find me on stoneswillcry.com. Also, elephantpew.com. That's probably the, the first place you should look for me because that's where I um, focus on most. 
Um, and then obviously all of the social media sites at Stones Will Cry or Stephen Witten. Ryan? Nice. Uh, my closing thoughts, um, much like Stevens, and I'm still working through this, so I might change my mind, but it's my podcast, so I can do that if I want to. Leave me alone. <laughs> my closing thoughts are these. Um, I think in order for us, like Steven said, to hold standards, um, we have to um, have some sort of like basis to put them on. And what we choose to make our basis should be um, the Bible because we are Christians. <laughs> so um, I agree with Stephen in the fact that if we hold people to a standard, it must be a biblical standard, and we can't, uh, there are times in which even Steve, this is Stephen's thing, um, has said that we look at the Bible, but then we also look at tradition and um, stuff like that. So we do need to look at tradition and some of those, but th- there are some points of tradition that we have determined through time are just wrong or don't matter anymore. So um, we have to know when that time has come. Uh, the Bible is not like that. The Bible is true and accurate all the time. So um, it's a good standard uh, because it's always true, always accurate. So I think we have to hold that to a biblical standard. Um, the issue comes when you start dealing with minors, really, in my opinion. So like Stephen said, um, there are those who are called to be protectors, to be guardians of uh, people who are um, weak, but not in the student's perspective. They're not weak. They're just, um, they haven't lived enough life to know when they're danger, you know. So um, it's our job to help protect them from that danger. And so um, we have to be careful when getting volunteers in there that they, if they don't pose an immediate threat, that um, we don't just let anybody through the gates. And I believe while that might not sound um, that might not sound politically correct or inclusive because anybody, excuse me, should have the opportunity to serve in in ministry. You know, you hear I can hear people already saying that um, there are some people who I would not allow to serve um, depending on their lifestyle, things like that. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily just limited to sin issues. That's um, lots of things. So, um, but. I believe that is up to the leader to determine uh, who can serve and who can't serve. And it's kind of their prerogative. Um, but on that same note, I'm with Steven. Um, we need to make sure that it's biblically founded and it can't just be because you don't like them or like something that they do. So, um, yeah, those are my closing thoughts. I am Ryan Ramsey. You can find me on shouting into the wild.com. And uh, that's my blog and podcast uh, separate from this. And uh, you can email me there. Uh, I believe that's it for me, Stephen. All right. Thank you to all of our subscribers and listeners who chose to listen to us. We truly are humbled that you decided to allow us to be a part of your day whenever it was that you chose to listen to us. You guys really are the best audience a podcast could ask for. This episode was brought to you by ElephantPew.com. Thank you so much, uh, Ryan. Don't forget to check us out uh, on the various podcasting networks. Uh, iTunes is my favorite place to look. You can subscribe there. And don't forget to rate and review. 
Um, that's a great way to move us up the podcast rankings. Um, also, uh, you can find us on blueberry.com. You may not have heard of that, but uh, we always promote that around here because it's a great place. They provide a lot of free tools for us. And um, you can find us on any of the Android stuff too, the Android store on Google Play and all that. So um, check us out and subscribe to us there. Uh, you're not going to want to miss uh, subscriptions because that's how you can get instant updates to when we post things and that sort of stuff going on. So thanks so much for tuning in today. You guys are awesome. And if you have thoughts about what we've talked about, email us or uh, post them in the forum or the comment section on uh, the website under the blog post or for the, for the podcast. And then um, maybe we can start a little discussion about that and uh, what you guys think about this. Thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week. God bless. <laughs>